right, let's get right to it. It is the Week 16 Fantasy Primer here on the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. I'm Dan Claskins, back here with James Adams, getting you ready to win in your playoff matchups. Did you advance? Are you still alive? Well, I'm guessing if you're listening, you've got something going on. But either way, either way, we're going to get you set for what we know about Week 16. And what a crazy Week 15 it was. We'll take a look back there. We've got some Thrive Fantasy picks to make. We're going to dive into wide receivers, a look back, and a look ahead to 2022. And so much more. If you're new to the podcast, just checking us out. Well, welcome in. You can keep up with it by subscribing at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, to name a few insiderfootball.com that's the home of the podcast and all of our tools to help you win there whether it's dfs season long of course the home of the fantastics draft advisor and so much more about james so here we are my man week 16 kicking it off we're coming at the podcast a little bit later than normal because we had extra football going on on tuesday night and the spread out slate i wish it didn't involve COVID as much and have all those curveballs that we had to sort of work our way through, but I, I got to admit, I sort of liked the spread out slate. I think uh, when the games kicked off uh, you know, this past weekend, it was like eight out of 10 days with NFL football because it's already tomorrow that will kick off week 16. And uh, But overall, man, how you doing? How you faring? Uh, you, got some, you got some things to root for still here in week 16. I imagine I'm much, uh, I'm like, I don't know, it seems like more than half of the people in the fantasy world lost this week. I feel like I'm in that boat. Yet I've got a few leagues I'm playing for, my hometown league, I'll be in the semifinals. Uh, decent team in the main event down there at uh, Football Guys, advanced in our Dynasty League. So I'm like, oh, those are pretty good things, but gosh, I had a lot of playoff teams, Dan. And I mean, I had a playoff team that lost with Tyreek Hill and Mark Andrews and a tight end premium. It was a super flex. I had Glenn and Brady. I mean, I had so many of these combos of – I had two teams with Cooper Cup lose. Two teams with Cooper Cup lose after what he did That's last brutal. night. That's and, brutal right there. And neither of them were even close, man. I had like a taste of some of the great stuff with Kelsey and and even Hurts last night and then a taste of the awfulness that was kind of expected, but Jamar Chase laying that egg. So I guess I'm doing okay. I do have things to root for. I suppose I've always got that survivor in my back pocket, which is unfortunately what I may have to fall back on come next week, but – I could be worse, buddy. I could be better. I think that's all fantasy people right now. Yeah. Well, people ask me all the time, why do you play in so many leagues? Because, well, I want to win some money, right? It's it's a numbers game. And I will say this. And unfortunately, a lot of the ones I'm alive in where not really money is involved. But in my 15 season long leagues, I am in the semifinals now in seven of them. So that's good. That's I'll really take that good. hit rate. I'll take that hit rate. And uh, especially in the Scott Fishbowl, where I lost Derrick Henry, I've basically been in the top. 25 to 30 teams for most of the season. Now I could be faced. I didn't have Lamar Jackson last week. And basically there's 20 teams in the top 10 advance uh, into the conference final. So two weeks left of that. And uh, I actually posted with Davis Mills as my quarterback and, and, and to a tag of Aloha. Now, of course I lost Leonard Fournette from that team this week. I, I'm not looking good for Tyree kill. So I don't know how much longer my run is going to make it here, but you know what, James? We'll keep on grinding because I pick up dudes like Craig Reynolds in there uh, and others that have just <laughs> sort of passed the torch to. I'm real excited with the Pros vs. Joes, another charity league where I'm playing for DAV. And uh, we raised a few hundred dollars for DAV on the front end of it, but there's another pot of cash waiting out there for the charity that wins it. I've made it to the semifinals there. Nice. So just four teams standing, me and Kenny Rogers. 
We know when to hold them. We know when to fold them, baby. <laughs> We're going on that. So uh, all that's fun. I don't really have a, a lot of – there was a lot of bad last week. Uh, I got knocked out in my DAV Ballers League. I was number one all season. I, I, I had to play Mark Burgess, who you know squeaked in as the eighth seed but had a better team. And Dude, on that team you talk about, I had Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper, and Alvin Kamara combined for less than 10 points. Yeah, I had Kamara on the team with Tyreek Hill and Andrews at loss. I mean, I feel you. And it's like, dude, how many teams, if you were the one seed and didn't get a bye? I mean, it's been all over the internet. But, I mean, the the list of stud players that absolutely laid eggs like Amari yeah. Cooper, uh, it was out of control. Well, so- eight teams make the playoffs in that league. But it is a 16-team league. So, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. It just sucks. And you know what? Mm-hmm. How seldom the number one teams I've, – I've been running fantasy leagues 30 years. You know how seldom the number one teams actually win – that's why we pay the points champ at the end of the regular season. It is absolutely why. I mean, it's the reason that I continue to say points champs need to get a little little pay for but, that because this, year with this is what co- happens. With the COVID and uh, all these craziness, I mean. Oh, yeah. It, it is. It is. A, I mean, it's brutal out there. And the NFL, in their, in their defense, really doing well to adjust on the fly here uh, a little bit to do the best they can. Sure. And we like to put the pandemic behind us, but unfortunately, COVID's not done with us. So, uh, at the end of the day, you just put the best team out there you can and go with the punches. Right now, COVID situations for this week already getting dicey, particularly with the Chiefs, where we know they're going to be uh, potentially down in a big way here. And and the Chiefs are trying to hold on to the number one overall seed. This is a situation where the league. Definitely, uh, whether it's them or any of these teams, I mean, we saw a precedent for it this past week. Be ex- be ready to expect the unexpected here. Yes. Uh, you have to you – ha- who knows what's going to happen? I definitely think, though, that the league has shown a precedent. In the instances, if a team has so many breakouts like this, that very well we could see some games change. I doubt we'll get to a scenario, James, where we see a game flat out get postponed or canceled, though. No, I don't expect that either. So – um that said, we'll keep our eyes on the Chief situation, obviously, uh, other situations out there. But let's just sort of focus in on what the task is at hand today. We're, we're going to run through the injuries, at least the ones we know about. Take a look ahead to next week. we got the Thrive Fantasy Contest where you continue to smoke me, dude. I, I, I've, I'm almost out of it, but we're going to keep picking here with two weeks to go. Thrive Fantasy, they have a $40,000 guaranteed contest for week 16. It's $20 to enter. And first place takes home $10,000. You can also check out that prop lobby over there. Get great multipliers on two, three, and four-player prop parlays. Best of all, they're giving you 100% instant deposit bonus match up to 100 bucks when you sign up with the promo code FANTISTIX. Be like our guy Skeeter Robinson was two weeks ago. Take home that 10G. Skeeter uh, posted very uh, – I noticed that he finished like outside the top 1,000 this week. So right back to normal. But I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. You don't have to yeah. hit again for like five more years now. Seriously. No, no doubt. Hey, I'm just trying to be like James Adams and hit for 500 again like I did a couple of months ago because even though I may be smoking you, the picks I'm making after those first three haven't worked out so ready. I'm ready for some golf again where I only have to pick five instead of 10. I know. I know. <laughs> I haven't done well on Thrive, uh, especially in our little head-to-head things, but I can tell you, back-to-back weeks, dude, I am crushing it on the book. Uh, it's nice to take withdrawals, and uh, I post. I didn't do as good as I did in week uh, 14, I guess, where I literally hit all but one bet I put out there, and I put out over wow. 12 bets during the week. Uh, That's solid. I hit 8 of 12 this week, so for folks following along there on my Twitter, at Dan Kleskins, uh, 
you got to ride the wave by its hot. Of course, it could all come crumbling down at any <laughs> point here. But either way, let's dive in here, James. Before we get into this, you know, uh, it is sort of the finishing touches on the season, looking ahead, looking sort of back. And last week we did the running backs next week, which will be our final podcast of the fantastic season here. We'll look at quarterbacks today. We're looking at wide receivers though. And I mean, goodness gracious, when you talk about wide receivers, I mean, it's pretty clear who comes to the top of the board. And I think it's pretty clear who the fantasy MVP is. I mean, we can go ahead and put it to bed right now for 2021. I doubt he'll get in the NFL MVP conversation, but Cooper cup, Doing it again last night. And in our Do Good Fantasy, James, a league I did not advance in, I was uh, pretty much tied with my opponent. I, I don't remember. It was a couple points either way. But I had Matthew Stafford and the Eagles defense. They had Cooper Cup. And it's a half-point PPR in that format. And I, Cooper Cup doubled up Matthew Stafford. Why? Because oh, yeah. Matthew Stafford didn't throw to anybody but Cooper Cup. I don't even – I mean, Van Jefferson got a couple looks. Odell Beckham, I think he retired at halftime. And I mean, I, I know yards. you're a Cooper Cup guy. I don't have any shares of Cooper Cup on teams that are left. And uh, I did have him in DFS and some props. So, I mean, I was sort of rooting for it, but I was like, good Lord, can you throw to somebody aside from Cooper Cup? Well, I, he, he I on the other hand, didn't hate that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you didn't hate it. But, uh, but through 14 games, you look at what he's done. Most fantasy points by a receiver in any season all time in 2021. In just 14 games, 370 fantasy points. The next closest receivers at this point. Number two, Marvin Harrison is of 2002 at 346.4. Herman Moore, 1995. And I've been playing fantasy long enough where I actually had Herman Moore during some of his primes. Antonio Brown, that 2015 season, 339.4. Randy Moss in 2007, 335 points. Michael Thomas, 2019. I did win a lot of money on that season. There at 335, but it's been special, James. There's no doubt about that. Cooper Cup, number one receiver this season. He'll be the number one receiver next season. I guess what I'm wondering is, is he a number one overall pick? Because if history shows us anything about all these guys on the list, they didn't really hold up to that the following season. So I don't know. I'm looking at it today, and who knows? But it, I, I don't see a scenario where I had the number one overall pick, even in a PPR, and I'd pull the plug on Cooper Cup next year. I, I definitely agree he's a first-rounder, first receiver off the board, but I'm not prepared to go number one overall on any wide out. I have a feeling come next year I'll have Tyreek Hill number one over Cooper Cup. That may change. I don't know. I am very surprised at what Cooper Cup did because I'll be honest with you, coming into this year, I thought Stafford might help uh, uh, Robert Woods more than he would Cooper Cup. And I realize Woods isn't exactly Megatron, but I thought that would kind of be the connection there, and Woods would be the guy boosted up. In fact, I mean, I had Woods and Cup kind of neck and neck. I had Woods like wide receiver. I, I had, yeah, him, I had them both as like high-end wide receiver twos, I would guess. That's where I had the both of them. So and I don't know where I'm going next year. I'm not ready to call Cup my number one. I know it makes sense, but Tyreek Hill can win you some weeks too, man. Well, plus we have to see how, I mean, as we're honestly, as we're getting into these wide receiver ranks, we have to really look at where's Aaron Rodgers at? Where, what's up with Devontae Adams, uh, right? Because if Aaron Rodgers is like playing for the Broncos, let's say, Devontae Adams definitely is going to be talked down. I'm looking back at my top 10 from the preseason this year, and it's almost laughable. I mean, I had Adams <laughs> Hill and Diggs, one, two, three. The guy that burned me the more than any other player in fantasy, so especially because late draft season, I, he was my guy, was Calvin Ridley. 
I had him at number four. Oh yeah. He Same. sunk he sunk a lot of my big money teams. It's, I had him in multiple KFFC teams. Uh definitely uh and you know, I mean, there's more things important in life than my fantasy teams. I hope Calvin gets himself right because I do believe that he's got the talent to be a pretty good player in this league. DeAndre Hopkins, I had him five. Justin Jefferson, six. DK Metcalf, number seven. Where did he go? DK Metcalf has has, has a play. And again, I don't personally think Russell Wilson's playing next year for the Seahawks. I mean, that's just my hunch. But, I mean, has anybody's stock dropped further? I mean, I've got him in our dynasty best ball, and I thought I had my wide receiver one for the next five years. And now I'm like, ugh. I don't, I, I don't know, dude. DK Metcalf looks like a one-trick pony, and if Russell leaves down, it's it's going to get only worse. Russell missed him a few times last night. I was uh, fortunate to go to, very fortunate to go to a bar last night uh, and watch both games. So I was able to pretty much go, uh, you know, one TV to the other. Russ missed DK a few times. Like this isn't all on Metcalf. It's it's been a fall off the cliff since uh, Wilson. Some of it's on the coaching too. Let's be honest. I mean, sure. I think that whole team is in disarray, but I'm willing to give Metcalf. I wouldn't say a pass because, I mean, as you know, I have been. Is he a wide receiver one in 2022? And if you had to rank it today, he's going to be close. If he's not, he's a high end too. I can get behind that. I don't think I'll have him in my top 10 for sure. Uh, I don't see a scenario where he gets there for 2022 in my rankings, at least to start things off. And if Russell leaves town and it's some crap quarterback, yeah, it's only going to go down. AJ Brown, I had him at number eight. That's another one where I like the talent. I mean, this guy's durability has become a concern. And Big time. You got Keenan Allen I had at nine. He's been all right. I mean, he hasn't really disappointed terribly. Allen Robinson, there's another guy. He'll find all a right. new home next year. Will it's, he? <laughs> yeah. He I mean, I'm sure he will, but is I mean, is he going to be worth even paying attention to anymore? That's the biggest disaster of this year for me. Yeah. Uh, I had drafted Allen Robinson on three of my season-long teams. Guess how many of those teams made the playoffs? Zero. Nada. And actually, in my Couch Potato League, which is my longest-running league now in our 21st season, I thought I was set. I really focused on receiver early, James. I, I got Dalvin Cook. I had my keeper as Hawkinson. And I drafted four straight receivers. And the only one I had, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, T. Higgins, and I forget the other one that was a complete flop. But I was like, it looks so good on paper. And it really went so bad and, and went so bad so quick. But that's how I ranked him coming into this season. Now, if you look at how they stand here entering week 16, obviously Cooper Cup, uh, and I'll just use half-point PPR as the scoring format. He's wide receiver one. Debo Samuel. Wide receiver number two. That might be another thing I missed from the preseason, thinking Ayuk was a better option than Samuel. But Debo stayed healthy this year. The rushing floor is there. Is this a guy that will be a wide receiver one that you'll feel confident in as we head towards next season? Who's the quarterback? That's the answer or the question. Because if it's Trey Lance and he's going to run the ball more, does he take away from that Debo rushing? Um, so th- there's a lot of questions to be answered there. He could be. I bet you he's not a wide receiver one for me. And I'll be honest, uh, he's a guy I actually had more than Ayuk this year because he was going later in drafts. It was more of a, uh, this is what's available to you. Kind of the same with Jamar Chase where I got him. It was because people quit taking him. Not necessarily because I I was right on this one, but I did end up with a, a good number of shares of Debo. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one, though. I just, But I've got to see how that offense shakes out. Before. The Niners are always tough to figure out. They certainly are, which I think is what Shanahan wants. Yeah. 
Well, Debo Samuel was much like what we were talking about last week with uh, Leonard Fournette at running back. I mean, this is a guy, if you, you know, it was a mid-round pick that really became the key player on a lot of fantasy rosters. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, he's three. This guy's an elite stud for a long time to come. Yep. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, four and five. No surprise there. Chris Godwin, we'll talk about this with the injuries. Uh, really, uh, this is a guy playing on a franchise tag. Now he's got an ACL injury this late in the season. So, Hate to see that for him. Hopefully Tampa does him right. But, I mean, I really think his future's bright. Jamar Chase, James, um, number seven. I know it's been a little bit hot and cold. I think at the end of the day, everybody's paying attention to him. The Bengals have just like, hey, let's go to Tyler Boyd. Let's go to T. Higgins. Yeah. Jamar Chase is a special talent. And, and regardless if he sort of went cold here down the stretch, I mean, the dude's already got 1,038 yards and 10 touchdowns with two to uh, – Two games still here to three games still here to play. So he will be a wide receiver one next year yep. for me. Cordero Patterson. I don't know what to make of him. I'm riding it out here. Is he a receiver? Is he a running back? He's been great this season. It'll be interesting. Uh, and I mean, not to take anything away from Cooper Cup, who is fantasy's MVP. Cordero Patterson to even be in the conversation for fantasy MVP is quite impressive. Yeah, um, he certainly came up small this week, like many other players did on uh, fantasy rosters. But for the duration of the season, he has been the pickup of the year, assuming he's a receiver in your uh, in your league, because it, it, it is different depending on where you're at. Where is he going to rank next year? What position is he at? Is he still, you know, what's going on in the backfield, where he's at? He's like, going to have fantasy value. I mean, this is not a guy that you're going to target or anything. I know when we did our uh, Sirius XM Heroes versus Host draft back on Veterans Day, the second half best ball thing we did, I'd got him in round three. And if I were drafting today for for next year, I, I think that would be a little too high. But yeah, I definitely think this is a guy that could be drafted as, you know, a sixth, seventh round pick next year, assuming that, you know, he's still in Atlanta and things have – I mean, he's a mid-round pick, right? Probably so, He's yeah. old. So in Dynasty, uh, it's not going to be as great. But I don't know. I'm not going to write him off altogether for 2022 and write this as a fluke. I mean, the guy's always had a great athletic ability. So Yeah. And no, and you talk about age, but there is very few miles for that age, right? Because he's never really found his niche in offenses, so he hasn't taken the hits. He hasn't had the wear and tear. One thing we so won't, one thing we won't see next year is a lot of sites that have him as wide receiver eligible. He'll be straight up running back. I, assuming things stay the same, I think that's correct, yes. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver nine. It's been a little disappointing. We thought regression was still ahead, but overall, 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. He's got a 128 targets, 82 catches, a few games left here. to. I, don't, I mean, he's been a wide receiver one. Maybe he hasn't been a first-round pick, but it hasn't been a complete bust. So he, he hasn't been the reason you're losing. Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen. C.D. Lamb, Mike Williams, and Marquise Brown wrapping up your top 15 there. And especially in Williams and Brown's case, much like uh, some others on this list, pretty much boom or bust at times. So mm -hmm. that is interesting there. Any final thoughts next year, James? We look at those early rankings. We got Cooper Cup number one. I think we talked through some of the guys we like. Any other things you have? Uh, I mean, if nothing changes in Las Vegas, Hunter Renfro, a guy who was undrafted or the last pick in you know 20 round drafts there's another wide receiver that's definitely going to garner uh, a lot of attention and quite frankly maybe is going to be a wide receiver too next year in PPR leagues I, I don't know where he, he stacks up right now but I think he needs to be uh, mentioned as well because he's a guy if you scooped up or, or or drafted very late he's been very beneficial down the stretch especially once Ruggs was uh, unfortunately taken off the team 
And I will say this. I say it every year. We'll, we'll definitely talk about it a little bit on our show as well. But this is the time of year. I'll be doing a draft here in a couple of weeks. I do it every year uh, you know, with Sirius XM and some different people during the NFL playoffs. We'll draft 2022. But, dude, I'm literally like 10 weeks away from starting up my best balls for next year. So, uh, <laughs> But I'm with you. I mean, it's true. It's 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 not a long off season. It's a good exercise for any fantasy manager this time of year to. I agree. As the season ends, go in and just sort of come up with your top. Like I don't know, maybe at receiver it's a little deeper. You go like top twenty five or something. But even if it's quarterbacks, top ten, you know, just just get those thoughts down while they're fresh in your head. It, it never hurts. That's for nope. sure. Let's turn it over back to what we got here on hand, and that's winning some fantasy championships for our loyal listeners that are still out there playing. And let's start by looking at some of these injury news, some of the different situations here. Let's start with Joe Mixon, James. Uh, ankle issue. I did think it was pretty promising. And I appreciate the uh, guy with the egghead profile for like uh, coming after me on Twitter on Sunday night. I Literally, I tweeted out like, Based off the fact I saw him running on the sidelines, and I was pretty certain that he was out on the field for the final play, which I confirmed the next day because Mick, it was just a kneel down. But, I mean, if the dude's ankle was hurt that bad, do you really think they would even send him back on the field for a kneel down? No, absolutely not. So, like, that's all I said. I, I didn't, like, say he's playing next week, but I hate on Sundays there's a, a couple – I won't throw the guys under the bus, but there's a couple of these internet doctors out there that just – based off of what they watched in the video. I was seeing a lot of tweets, and even Fox Sports was retweeting, Joe Mixon out one to three weeks with high ankle injury based off of this dude's video analysis. So it was sort of a rebuttal that. And this guy's like, what's your source? What's your source? I was like, how about my eyeballs, dude? I actually watched the game. All I said was I saw the dude jogging on the sidelines. I think he was out there on the final play. It left, it's leaving me optimistic. Here's the thing. Mixon's numbers have gone down. He's not at 100%. I think a lot of that is on the fact that Bengals offensive line has been dinged up as well. Oh, yeah. So um, that said, I'm hopeful that he plays this week. And if he does in season long, I mean, he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be a, a top 25 running back. So you're going to have him in most starting lineups. So uh, just based off the volume there alone, the big news, obviously, with the COVID list, I mean, the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey on the reserve COVID 19 list, as is Tyreek Hill. Um, so, there's Harrison Butker. There, there are several Chiefs. Yeah, I think they're up to like nine or ten of them now, maybe. I don't have the official number in front of me. Um, all that's really concerning. Austin Eckler, he is questionable as well. Uh, we think he's going to be going on the COVID-19 list. I, I don't know. There was like reports from beat writers he was, but then he wasn't put. He wasn't on like the official transaction report. We'll be monitoring that for updates. Then you got the whole Tampa Bay Bucks situation. We know Chris oh. Godwin, ACL, loss for the season. Uh, Leonard Fournette, going to be back for the NFL playoffs, but he's about to go to IR. So his his fantasy season's over. And Mike Evans, questionable at best for this week with the hamstring. He is probably week to week, but of the three, the best to return sooner rather than later, at least still for the fantasy season. They were making a – there was some – Induendos that uh, they were putting out there, Bruce Arians before last week's game. Like, well, we'll see. You know, acting like they might still cut Antonio Brown, which I thought was BS from the get go. Sure, but now that all these injuries have hit, they. I love how Arians said, "We don't give a shit what anybody thinks. All I care about is winning the game." And you know, like people were like, they should be like, <laughs> they should suddenly have this so character that they're not going to let Antonio Brown play for him anymore. Yeah, dude, because let's, of what he did. 
Yeah, let's get serious here for a second. It's first and foremost, it's all about winning. I do like Bruce Arians, right? Is he like he's quite different than Bill Belichick from guys that Brady played under, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like we're polar talking opposites. About, absolutely, and Brady has changed a lot because of that too. But uh, look, I have mixed emotions about Antonio Brown. When you read out those Cooper Cup stats before. The guy's 20- a dirtbag. I mean, let's he is, face it. He is. But when you were reading out those stats, 2015 was the year I won the KFFSC. He was my number one draft pick. So I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart Dude, for that. He was one of the greatest receiving dummy. seasons ever that year. He was. And guess what? He's still an, he's a Hall of Fame talent. And if I'm the Tampa Bay Bucks and if I'm Tom Brady, bring it on. Get your act together. Bring it on. So I have no problem with Arian said. I think he's he is entertaining. He is a very enjoyable coach to watch. Yeah. And uh, So, yeah, they should. Yeah. And how about the reuniting with uh, Le'Veon Bell probably too now? That's interesting. Bell and Brown <laughs> together again. Last year they were <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl against each other. Uh, Bell won't be around come the playoffs. He's just a stopgap till Fournette. Yeah. And Keyshawn Vaughn, I mean, he we see that this guy's not going to amount to anything. So it's Ronald Jones time. Uh, Jones could end up being one of these guys that's a league winner. I was shocked to see Tampa Bay get shut out, even with those injuries. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady's 44. Last time he was shut out, he was in his 20s, which wow. is remarkable. And Yeah, uh, it is. Drew Brees is like, hey, at least I got one record I'm going to keep. Because Drew Brees <laughs> went his entire career without ever being shut out, which is pretty phenomenal in itself. 300 it plus sure games. Is. Uh, but looking ahead to the Bucks, I mean, they have the easiest schedule of almost any team left in the league, including a matchup this week versus Carolina. And given these injuries, given the fact they were just shut out, you know they're pissed off. How confident are you, if you're a manager out there still alive, to put Antonio Brown and or Ronald Jones in your lineups this week? Uh, confident in both, actually. Um, here's one thing you know. Ronald Jones knows that system. Antonio Brown knows that system, right? Both guys were mildly productive or more than that. I mean, Jones was certainly mildly productive to start last year. Uh, was a decent back. Antonio Brown was a very uh, useful fantasy piece before he went on the injury slash vaccination suspension list, whatever you – the Antonio Brown list maybe is what we should just call it. Everyone – you know, we, we we got the Vince Lombardi trophy. Let's call it the Antonio Brown list. Um, so I'm very confident to put them back in. There's a rapport between Brady and Brown. Brady is the absolute – uh, consummate professional. So I have no no doubt that he's going to get those people in the right places. So I'd say very confident, actually. Yeah, I got to admit, uh, as you know, I have Antonio Brown in our dream league. And, um, you know, he was tearing it up early in the season. And I, and when they gave him the three-game suspension, I was like, great, he's coming back. It's going to be week 16. I'm going to be sitting there like, should I put him in? Should I not? <laughs> well, the decision's made a lot easier. Now that Godwin's out, Evans might not play. I mean, it's like, He's a surefire lock to get in fantasy lineups this week. Oh, yeah. Ronald Jones, I'm not quite as confident in. He should be okay. It really depends on your options because I'm guessing if somebody's, if Ronald Jones might be out there on some waiver wires in some leagues. I've got him. Even if he's on your bench, I'm guessing you probably have a couple good options. So, you know, it depends on, it's going to be a case by case basis for me as I tell people to start Ronald Jones. I will have him ranked as an RB2 this week. Yeah. But, I, I, I'm used to not having options at running back, so I just assume he's plug and play because Reynolds was a guy I was plugging and playing like crazy last week. If you had to start Craig Reynolds this week or Ronald Jones, where would you go? Ronald Jones. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't better know. Better offense. Better I offense. I haven't got it. My, I'm, I'm a day behind in my projections and stuff, so I, I'm not even prepared to answer that yet, but that's an interesting question. 
Uh, it is a good question because Reynolds got over 100. I mean, I, I used him last week. I guess it depends on whether or not Jamal Williams comes back from the COVID list or not, which is something we're just not going to know right away. Other key injuries, and we're com- James and I are actually recording this early Wednesday morning, so a lot of practice stuff will start coming out here today. We'll have better pictures, but depending on when you're listening, some of this might be outdated information, but definitely want to see what's going on with Lamar Jackson. He didn't play mm-hmm. last week. He is expected to return to practice today based off of the latest things I've read. He'll be questionable here. He's dealing with that ankle. This is a huge game in Cincinnati. We'll talk about it more in a minute when we look ahead here. But uh, Lamar Jackson, if he's out, Tyler Huntley looked pretty decent. I guess you can still use him. I really want Lamar Jackson back there, James, because I wasn't able to get Huntley, and I need this guy in my Scott Fishbowl. So um, I want the Bengals to win that game as a Bengal fan, but I'm hoping Lamar Jackson returns and has some pretty good fantasy stats there. Tyler. I was thinking I want the Bengals to win because I got that four and a half to one playoff ticket. So it's not even my Bengal fandom as much as that bet. Yeah. Well, it's a little both, I'm sure. It is. It is both. Uh, DeAndre Swift. We talk about Craig Reynolds. I don't know if he's coming back. They already shut down Hawkinson for the season. Elijah Mitchell. This one's interesting because they play on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he's cleared a concussion protocol. It's the knee it's shaping up to be a game time decision. If Mitchell is active tomorrow night versus the Titans, James, I mean, are you confident that he'll get that full load, and I guess uh, an- another guy on my Scott Fishbowl team. So I'm a little, I'm a little, um, what am I say, a bias here. I'm, I'm really hoping he comes back, but I gotta imagine if he's active, they're gonna give him the rock. Yeah, if he plays, I'm playing him. Uh, Tennessee, I mean, their defense is kind of smoke and mirrors. Look good at times this year. It's also looked horrendous at times this year. Um, so I think in the matchup is good enough that I'm turning to him. Uh, look, if he plays. I mean, here's the deal. In the one league where I do have him, I played Craig Reynolds last week. So, yes, I'm playing him. Um, but I do think I would I would advise most fantasy managers to play him if he is indeed active. Cole Beasley on the COVID list. Uh, we know, we all know he's unvaccinated. He's made it very clear on that. Yep. So, he's out. And that's the thing. They're out for 10 days, right? Joey Bosa, yep. as soon as he gets on the COVID list, it's 10 days because they're not vaccinated. Yep. So, he's definitely out this week. Emmanuel Sanders didn't play last week. Could be dicey still with the knee, and Gabriel Davis taking advantage right now, James. He's had 100 yards or a touchdown in every game where he's played over 50% of the snaps this season, including four touchdowns over his last three. Whose sleeper was he this week? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I actually started him in two leagues where I had him as You're welcome. Well. That's, yeah. that's that's one me being nice to you. That's <laughs> well, Christmas I've had present. myself enough on the back, James. I don't need you to do it for me, but... That was a good call, though. Looking ahead to this week, given that information, the matchup's tough here against the Patriots, but I'm absolutely comfortable using him as a wide receiver three flex again here. Gosh. I mean, I I, I look back at what Pittman did last week, and I realized that game flow was crazy because they scored on defense or special teams, and the the Colts didn't need to throw the ball. But, boy, the the Colts didn't do anything in the air against the Patriots. The the Bills don't have Jonathan Taylor, and it's it's Josh Allen versus – Gabe Day or uh, Carson Wentz nope. here. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I think I would. I'll have to. I'll have to dig. I mean, dude, all I'm talking about is he's a wide receiver three. So all I'm really saying here is I'm going to have him in my top thirty six uh, at the yeah. end of the day. So, uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk more about that matchup in a minute. There's so many other injury situations. We'll keep you posted. You want to catch us? We'll be on on Christmas morning as well over there on. Serious XM fantasy, but let's go ahead and start looking ahead a little bit here to this week, James. And uh, 
games could be moved. We saw that last week. I think we've already identified Kansas City as a possibility, but assuming the slate stands as it here, we have a nice mixture of contest week 16 kicking off Thursday night. It's Tennessee hosting San Francisco in Nashville. The Niners currently a three and a half point favorite, the total at 44 and a half. Tennessee, uh, Foreman got hurt last week, as did McNichols. It could be Dontrell Hilliard by himself in this matchup. So even though the matchup's tough there, Hilliard could be an interesting uh, guy to consider this week. Uh, we saw Julio got hurt again. They did They did um, put A.J. Brown in the window for activation, so there's a chance he comes back in this contest. And we already talked about Elijah Mitchell, but this is a pretty good Thursday night game, I think, to kick off this Christmas weekend. Yeah, both teams need this game. I mean, that's what you want this deep in the season is, sure, we want some fantasy stuff, and that's that's what we're all looking for. But outside of the fantasy world, you want a game where two teams are fighting for not only playoff spots, but playoff positions. So, yeah, this is a game that I will certainly be setting uh, time aside. I mean, obviously, I do this every Thursday, but I'll be making sure that I'm re- I'm ripping and roaring ready for kickoff and uh, excited about this football game with with massive implications in both conferences. Then we get to Christmas Day. Two games on tap currently, Cleveland at Grand, uh, Green Bay. The Packers, a seven-point favorite, 44-and-a-half there. The nightcap, Arizona hosting the Colts. It's a pick em, the total at 49-and-a-half. Two incredible contests here. I'm hoping the Browns can get a few more guys back, including a better quarterback, to keep that one here. But, uh, you know, as Bengal fans, I was sort of really happy to see Daniel Carlson hit that kick because the Browns went from uh, yes, being a first place, number four seed right now overall, to down all the way to 12th. They're seven and Isn't seven. That crazy. What a swing. That's crazy. They're seven and seven. So they have to go to Lambeau. This is a must win game. If the Packers win, the Browns are basically toast. Uh, you know, because even if they beat Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, it's going to be pretty tough to leapfrog three teams at that point. Yep. So this is a big, much bigger game, but Green Bay is also currently sitting in that number one seed, the all-important buy and home yeah. field advantage throughout. So, so much to play for there. Uh, again, I'm I'm hoping that the Browns are more healthy, so this is actually a fun and interesting game. Nick Chubb uh, will be someone to consider for sure, uh, but that Packers backfield, not as easy to understand these days how it's going to go down, but I think you're using uh, – Aaron Both. Jones and A.J. Dillon, just not in the same lineup. That's all. I have a tough time with that. I agree. Indianapolis and Arizona, though. This might be the best game of the entire week, James. Uh, 49 and a half. It's a pick em. In Dream League, I'm going up against our guy, Nick Gardini. He's got Kyler Murray and Jonathan Taylor. So I was like, oh, he's going to ruin my Christmas night if, if this game's high scoring. But uh, either way, it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, no, that should be, again, Again, same thing as the Thursday night game. You've got two teams that are fighting for playoff positioning. Obviously, with the Colts and the win last week, I mean, they're they're all of a sudden. The Cardinals might not even win that division all of a sudden. Yeah. The, way the Rams are going at it. They were the one seed, now they're fighting for a wild card all of a sudden. Yeah, this is two teams going in opposite directions in a major way. Let's get to the Sunday slate. Many great games on there. There's only currently three late afternoon games on tap, which leave for several Interesting storylines at one o'clock. We talked about Tampa Bay and Carolina, the Bucks without all their players. The matchup though still couldn't be better. And even though they've lost all those players, the totals or the line still stayed at minus eleven what it opened at. The total did drop four points though, from forty eight and a half to forty four and a half. The Giants at the Eagles. That uh, a lot of these NFC East games, the Chargers and the Texans. You have some really bad teams playing against each other. So be glad you're not still in Survivor, James. You already won it. But Detroit at Atlanta, 
Jacksonville I, at the Jets. Those games I, suck. I've made two weeks in a row correct picks, so I've actually I still am making my picks even though I've been paid because nice. I'm that kind of a jerk. Nice. <laughs> the Rams at the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings basically have to win out to probably stay in the playoff hunt here, and the Rams a three point favorite on the road. The two biggest ones though at one o'clock: uh, the Baltimore at Cincinnati. The Bengals with a chance to go two games up on Baltimore. They can basically take Baltimore's chances of winning the division out with the win here. The Bengals a two and a half point favorite at home. And of course, the game of the week, maybe. Hopefully, uh, Mac Jones throws it more than three times in this game. It's Buffalo at New England, where the Patriots also a two and a half point favorite, 43 and a half point total. So very similar line of that Baltimore Cincinnati game. What's your uh how do you how do you think this Buffalo New England game is gonna shake out? I mean, I think the Patriots are going to win. The Bills are the Bills are falling off right now. I mean, they they were look. It's it's no matter who the one seed has been in the AFC. It seems as if it's like an oiled up football. You can't hold on to that one seed. Maybe that happens to Kansas City this week. I don't know. We'll see. But I I, I honestly think uh, the Bills, since they were great at the beginning of the season, have really faltered. I mean, I know they have played well last week, but I think this is the Patriots game to win. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think there's still a little bit of, of of a mindset in that division that it's still the Patriots division. I think those teams, I think the bills still, even though last year was get it off your back, kind of a, a season. I still think that the Patriots are in their head a little bit. So I like the Pats in this one. Maybe that's my bias. We got three games in the late afternoon slate kicking off at four Oh five Eastern Seattle hosting the bears in a game that means absolutely nothing other than draft position. Pittsburgh at Kansas city. It's currently slated for a four twenty five Eastern Again, if the Chiefs continue to have breakouts, this one would not be surprised to be bumped at least a day, but we'll see. We'll monitor it there. James, even with all the breakouts, the Chiefs are, as of right now, you can bet the Chiefs minus 10. So if you if you think they're going to play this and be without all these people, maybe the Steelers plus 10, the Steelers still playing for something, something to consider there. Uh-huh. Denver at Las Vegas, the Raiders minus one, keeping their slim playoff hopes alive. And this is basically an elimination game mathematically. Whoever, whoever loses this will be mathematically eliminated from that AFC picture, which is so t- bunched up and tight right now. Then you get Sunday night, not the best of games. I'm surprised this one didn't get flexed out, to be honest. Washington at Dallas. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if Washington had won uh, last night. Yeah, that- but don't you think that like Buffalo, New England, or even Baltimore at Cincinnati – I mean, we do not need more primetime New England. I don't care if Brady's gone. I've seen enough primetime New England. Uh, no, I don't know. We don't. You, I mean, you're right. It just in a vacuum, you're probably right. But I've seen enough primetime New England. Yeah, Dallas. I mean, they've been winning, but their offense is really slumping. So big. This time. totals at forty-seven. I'll go under on that right now. And then the Monday night game: Miami at New Orleans. The Saints. If they could just play the Bucks every week, they might be undefeated right now. Until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they look they look so good against good teams and so bad against bad teams. And the total really? is only 38 and a half in this. So God, that loss to the Giants in week like four or whatever it was. Boy, what a bad loss that looks like after those Bucks wins. So there you have it. Uh the rundown for this week should be a fun week. Hopefully you're still alive in your fantasy leagues and James, let's wrap it up. We do it every week here on the program. We go over to our partner site, thrivefantasy.com. If you go there now, if you're out of your season-long leagues, want to get in on some action, it's a great spot to do it. Uh, they got a $40,000 guaranteed contest for week 16. It's $20 enter. First place takes home 10 Gs. You can also play around in the prop lobby, get great multipliers on two, three, and four-player prop parlays. Best of all, they're giving you that 100% instant deposit bonus match up to $100. 
when you sign up with the promo code FANTISTICS. James and I have been picking a few each week here all season long. And last week, much like all the other weeks, uh, you sort of kicking my butt here. I did have a nice pick because I had to go to a nice pick. DeAndre Hopkins was one of my selections when we recorded it last week. Of course, he didn't play. So, But James, you hit all of your picks except one. Trevor Lawrence, you said over one and a half touchdowns. He didn't throw any touchdowns. <laughs> they, they got skunked. <laughs> ah, that one hurt. I used it in both of my entries this week, too. You did You did go along with uh, the uh, no touchdowns for Miles Sanders or DK Metcalf and hit on that. So you picked up 185 points, giving you 1405 on the season. I I did hit on my Julio Jones under five and a half receptions. He got hurt before having a catch. Ugh. So that was good. As I said, Hopkins was a nice pick, so he was scratched. Joe Mixon, I went over 90 and a half total yards. He only ended up with 60 total yards in a lower scoring game than I was hoping for. So I missed there. And then I had to go to my ice pick, which is an over half interception for Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't throw one. So I lost that. I only picked up the 85 points this week, leaving me at 1155 and about 250 points behind you now with just two weeks to go here. So I'm going to get a little aggressive today. I'm going to get a little aggressive today, try to close up some gap to give me a chance to even play next week. But uh, my friend, as it's been most of the season, you've won the week before. You get to pick first here off of this $20,000 NFL Week 16 $40,000 guaranteed contest live right now over at Thrive Fantasy. Well, I'm going to start with uh, a guy who I got right last week. I'll start with DK Metcalf. His total is four and a half receptions. I'm going to go under. Now, here's the deal. I mean, this, this is a uh, Chicago defense that looked pretty good even when they were beleaguered the other night. So... I don't expect a lot of points either way. The, the one thing that scares me is Seattle is definitely a team that I don't think will give up on the year. So I don't think it's going to be like DK doesn't play the whole game. But it's just been so bad, the connection between him and Russ. I do think that DK's dad played lineman for Chicago. So I don't know if that's actually any kind of motivation that may bite me in the in the rear here. But I'll go under for 105 points, four and a half total catches for DK. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, I'm going to go Josh Allen, the one and a half. Total passing touchdowns here, um, and because I need points, I'm looking for the under. I'm going to go under that. I think he gets one on the ground. Maybe they get some other stuff there, but as you said, New England, the total is only 43.5 here. I do like the Patriots in this contest, and I like the under 110 points available, so we'll start there. I'm going to stay at receiver. I do think the Bengals put up a lot of points like they did the first time against Baltimore. So I expect Jamar Chase to find the end zone. I don't know if expect is the right way to put it, but I'm going to take the 115 points in the over a half a total receiving touchdown for Jamar Chase, expecting the Bengals to put up a lot of points again. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'll gladly lose to you on that. And uh, as we move along here, James, I'm getting down to the business. Marquise Brown on the other side of that matchup has been pretty dismal. We don't know if Lamar Jackson's playing or not. I'm hopeful he is from a fantasy standpoint, but I'm going to go over 65 and a half total yards for over 120 points. That was going to be my next pick, by the way. So I like that pick, but I am prepared. I'll just make my ice pick. My number three pick Dalvin cook against the Los Angeles Rams. The total is 102.5 rushing yards. I know Dalvin cook can do that. He can do it in two carries. But I think it's going to be tough sledding again. I'm going under, so I will slightly give up some points. I'll take the 90 points, pardon me, for the under. All right. So you're going under Dalvin Cook as your pick there, which is interesting. I 
I like 102 the, is a big number. I know. I like the points uh, available there. I'm going to go rushing receiving yards. Daryl Henderson under 75 and a half. Um, I think that's a little high. I think that's a little high, especially with Sony Michelle coming back. Minnesota here. It's only 100 points, but I'll go Henderson under. As my ice pick, I'm going to go to that Dallas offense. I mean, they have absolutely struggled. Dak Prescott looked like the MVP to start the year. He's not going to be the MVP this year. He's probably not going to be the comeback player of the year award, which he also looked like he was the favorite. The total is 27 and a half completions. I'm going under. I think 90 points is a lot for the the number of completions. I don't think he gets anywhere near that. So give me the under and 90 points. Under 90 points there. And then uh, for my ice pick, I'm going Russell Wilson. Over two and a half passing touchdowns plus interceptions versus the Bears. The Bears, one of the teams that uh, this pass offseason he wanted to play for. I think this is. Uh, I think this game's a sneaky shootout. Actually, I think he throws a pick, maybe a couple touchdowns, and I'll take the 115 points. I think the picks are. I thought about that one too because the picks. It could be two picks and one touchdown, but either that's all you need. Any final thoughts here, James? We wrap it up. Yes, my final thought when it comes to the COVID situation, what we had uh, last week as well. I mean, be prepared. Like, I'll be quite honest with you. I'm not going to the Bengals game this week, and I'm glad. I'll be going the following week. I'm glad because I'm going to be sitting at my computer till the very last second. Keep an eye not only on who gets on and off the list, guys who are symptomatic and come back and play. Maybe not going to get quite the run. Remember how long it took Amari Cooper? Oh, wait, he hasn't even gotten going from COVID yet. But keep in mind, you know, keep all those things in mind. It's a crazy time. Be prepared to be uh, be prepared to to make decisions on the fly come Sunday at, at 1230. Sounds great there. We definitely wish everybody the best of luck here in week 16. We hope every one of you have a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Be sure to catch us Christmas morning. We will be on Sirius XM Fantasy as we are every Saturday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, getting you ready for those two games and all that lies ahead. You can hit us up on Twitter as well at JamesAdams94, at Dan Claskins, at Fantistics. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast here wherever you listen. We've got one more to wrap up the season. We'll be back here next week doing this podcast, probably uh, assuming uh, everything goes as normal on Tuesday night and we don't get delayed. But who knows? We'll keep up we'll with be that flexible. as well. So until then, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time right here on the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast.